Well, welcome. Today we are continuing our box office wisdom series, um, and we're going to be talking about the dawn of the planet of the apes today. Um, our, our goal in, in this series has been to lake, take a look at some of the summer movies and the themes that are in those movies, um, and then see how, how that we deal with those in, in our lives. Um, while the movie brings up the, the themes, our goal is, is not so much to talk about the movie, but to talk about what the Bible has to say uh, about those themes. Um, so far in, in this series, um, we've looked at how to deal with bitterness um, when we've been hurt. That was in the movie Maleficent. Um, we've looked at how to be teachable and learn despite not having any do-overs. Um, that was in The Edge of Tomorrow. In How to Train Your, Train Your Dragon 2, we, we looked at how to work together as a team to accomplish a goal. Um, and then last week in Transformers 4, we, we took a look at how pressure points us to depend on God. Th- this week, um, like you saw, um, we're going to be taking a look at Donna of the Planet of the Apes. The, the movie is um, within the same um, storyline as the classic 1970s. Uh, Planet of the Apes movies. Um, it, it's a sequel to The Rise of the Planet of the Apes, um, which was released back in 2011. And the movie actually it hasn't come out yet. So I get the privilege of talking to you about a movie that nobody's seen. <laughs> it hasn't come out yet. Um, which actually is kind of more comforting than if, ever, if people had seen the movie, because you've got to take my word for it and what it's about, so we can say what the themes are and we can move on and, and get talking about what the Bible says about it. Um, but like all the movies in this, this series, um, there, there's a few themes that we're going to take a look at. Um, in, in Planet of the Apes, you, you can see um, there's a lot of power and domination going on there. You've you got... Um, humans, and you got apes, and they don't seem to like each other, and so there's a war going on, so we got some power and, and domination um, going on there, and then also just identity and purpose. So that's what we're going to take a look at here um, today. And when you think of, of power and, and domination, you probably think about people using that to, to get what they want. Um, we, we've A lot of us, we've all seen um, different um, things in history or current events or maybe you've experienced in your, your own life, just people using power as a way to selfishly get what they want. Um, but power, in, in, power can also be used in a way that honors God and advances his kingdom. And so we're, we're going to take a look at that today and talk about that. The title of, of today's message is, Why Did God Make Me? Um, and this question really it, it encompasses all of those themes that, that we're talking about. And in particular, this movie, um, there's just that strong pull on, on domination and survival. Um, humans need to survive. The apes need to survive. You know, come spend 11.50 and see what happens um, is, is what the movie's saying. And that's really as about as far as I know about the movie. That's as much we're all on the same page um, on, on the movie. But really, um, the idea of survival... What that does is it brings um, out that power and domination theme, which are common in a lot of movies today. And the way that the main characters survive really show what's important in the movie. Um, and, the, and oftentimes when it shows how a person gets value and how a person gets value in, in the movie, that's really communicating um, what's important 
And, and that, with the people who are making the movie are trying to communicate a, a view of the world to you and, and what's important um, to, to them. And in the Planet of the Apes movie, power is very important. You need power to be able to survive, to be able to continue on in life. If you have power, you have value. If you have value, then you can survive. And really, we, we all want value in our lives. In, in fact, that's really linked to how God has made us and the needs that we have as humans. We, we all have two basic human needs. Um, we, we want security. We want to be loved and accepted. And we also want significance. We want to have meaning and, and value in life. And to the degree that, that we experience security and significance, we have self-worth and, and life has meaning. One of the problems that, that we face in, in trying to meet those needs is that we tend to, to look to others to meet those needs for us. Um, maybe if in a, a marriage relationship, the, the husband could be thinking, you know, I'm, I'm not getting the admiration that I deserve for all that I do around here. Or the, the wife could be thinking, you know, if he, if he really loved me, he'd know what, what I need without me having to ask him all the time. At work, you know, to, in order to really get respected by others, you, you might be looking to others to respect you at work. Maybe um, you, you'd go about that in different ways. You might be domineering and demanding respect because you deserve it. Or you, you might just um, be trying to please people. You, you get your value from the people around you, and so you, you try and do all these things to make people happy. Um, to, so that, that you get your value and significance from that. But problems come when, when we try to squeeze these needs from others um, versus setting out to really meet those needs for other people. In our culture, we, we also um, tend to focus on the outward image um, in order to get security and significance. Um, we, we try to make ourselves look good um, and, and gain respect and worth from that. Um, so, you know, we, we, um, we, we try to put up an appearance that really, that people um, can look and, and respect. Um, but the, the problem with that is, you know, physical beauty fades. It, it fades over time. I'm, I'm kind of young. Um, I'm younger. But I've already noticed things are changing. I don't have the physical shape that I once, once had. Um, and I have this bump on my head that looks like somebody hit me with a baseball bat um, that my granddad had. So it's, it's genetic. The doctors don't think anything's wrong, but it keeps getting bigger. You know, so I didn't have much to work with anyway. And now I got this bump on my head that keeps getting bigger. But physical beauty, it just it fades over time. So if we're putting our significance in that, it, it's, it's constantly shifting on us. And also, um, you know, if you buy the new 2014 car. Well, the new 2015 comes out the next year, so you have to keep buying things to keep these appearances up and, and looking good. And so we need something more secure to put our identity on. Let's take a look at what the Bible has to say about that. Genesis 1:27 says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So we are made in his image and to have a relationship with him. God has made us in his image so that we can have a relationship with him. 
And at the very core of our identity and self-worth is the fact that God has made us that way. And that he, he made us to be a reflection of him and to have this relationship with him. This is something secure. It, it doesn't change. We, we can hang our, our security and significance on it. Um, it. It doesn't change with fashions or fads or, or the economy. Um, or using pe- we're using people and, and outward images might, um, d- doesn't meet our needs because it's changing on us. Um, this doesn't change. So it seems pretty simple. You know, the Bible says God made us in his image. We can set our identity on that. Um, we, we don't have to look to other ways to, to figure it out. We're, we've got it all figured. We can, okay, message done. Let's pack up and we can move on. We've got our identity figured out. But the problem is that we, we've all rebelled against God. And We've all gone our own way, and this sin has separated us from that relationship with God that, that he wants to have with us. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So sin is us, it's us choosing to go our own way and not to follow, follow God in the way that he tells us to live our life. And because we've all gone our own way, we strive for this significance and security in wrong things. We, we look for it in, in ways that, that aren't going to satisfy that need for us. But we, we can obtain the security and significance um, with God's help. That's the only way that we, we can obtain it. Because Jesus Christ restores our relationship to God. Romans 5.8 says, But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And so God sent his son, Jesus Christ, down. And he lived a perfect life. And he died for our sins so that we can, we can turn to him. We can turn away from our hollow pursuit of, of, of fulfilling our needs um, through people or, or things. And we can turn to God. He can meet that need through his son, Jesus Christ. And turning to Jesus means that we realize that we don't have all that we need. We don't have everything that we need to find true security and significance. So we humble ourselves. We ask God to forgive us for going our own way. We accept his free gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ. And then we commit to obeying God's commands. And that restores our relationship to Christ. And, and when we do that, when we decide to live um, life, for, on not, not live life our own way, life takes on a new meaning. And um, God gives us direction. He, he gives us direction through the great mandate. Genesis 1, 27 and 28 says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing. And so this gives us meaning and just the mundane, everyday tasks. The mundane, everyday things that, that you're doing. When it talks about here, it talks about multiplying, forming families, raising children. Um, God's saying, you know, there's really great purpose in that, in doing that. 
Um, verse also talks about subduing the earth and having dominion. And that's where this, this idea of power and, and domination um, comes in. Because God has given us power and dominion over every living thing that moves on the earth. Now, we, we need to use that power in a way that honors God. And, and we need to choose to, to use it in a way that does that so that we're an accurate reflection of the, the God who made us. Um, <clears throat> and so as far as, as thinking about what that means to have power and, and dominion over every living thing, um, the, the thing that, that comes to mind that's really easier to remember is just God wants us to govern his creation. He wants us to, to govern it. And the first thing that we really have to do there is we have to govern ourselves. We, um, we're a mixed bag. <laughs> we um, we want to do what's right, but we also we, we have these desires to do wrong things, too. We want to choose to do what's right. Um, a couple weeks ago, Matt Sprinkle talked about that a little more in his How to Train a Dragon 2 um, message, um, where he went into more detail on that. But basically, what, what um, and I'd encourage you to go back and listen to that. It was really a good message, really helpful um, on just that, that battle within us to choose to do what's right. Um, but God, he, when we choose to follow Christ and submit our lives to him, he, um, he gives us the Holy Spirit to help us to choose to do what's right, but it's still a choice. We still have to choose to do it. Um, and so we, we have to govern ourselves so that we choose to do what's right. Some, something for me that um, is a struggle for me to choose self-control every morning is getting out of bed. Um, I have three kids now, three 19 months and one month old. And my two older kids, they, they come and get me each morning. And... Um, I'm at the age where, like, if I make it to the alarm clock going off, that's really awesome. That's like, I made it. That was my goal for the night. And if I make it to that going off, most of the times I don't set it anymore because my kids are going to wake me up anyway. So, um, but as far as, I have these good desires in the morning that I want to get up and help them and, and take care of the kids. Because my, my wife's up, been up with the baby all night, and, and that's my role right now is to take care of the boys. But I also just don't want to get up. And the, the oldest, my oldest son, Blake, I can, like, I can hit the snooze with him because he comes. He's not a morning person. I just grab him, and I throw him in bed, and then I roll over, and I can go back to sleep. But my youngest son, he's a morning person. He comes out of the room. Nobody's in, in our playroom, and he comes out of his room saying, hi, hi, hi. And I hear that, and I think, i got to get up. Um, but my desire is really, I have a desire to just roll over, put the blanket over my bed, and he'll, he'll figure it out. Jeremy will be okay. Well, actually, he won't because he climbs all over the place and hurts himself all the time. But that's one of my desires. And then also it's like, okay, I need to actually be a parent and get up and, and help him out. And so we, we have these types of choices throughout the day. Am I going to do what I just want to do, or am I going to choose to do what's right? And we have to govern ourselves to, to, choose, our, to choose to do what is right, and not just what I want to do. Um, another thing that this verse is talking about is just work. Um, we have to work at our jobs in a way that honors God. 
Um, we need to work hard. Um, we need to get our assignments done on time, um, hit our deadlines. We need to um, just figure out how to make our bosses a success. What, what do they want us to do that's going to help make them successful? And then, and then we do it. Um, and another um, thing this verse is talking about is just household and possessions, taking care of them. Um, your household and possessions. Something I never thought that I would have to take care of is AstroTurf. But the house we moved into, um, it has a side yard with AstroTurf. And so part of me governing God's creation <laughs> is this artificial grass. And I gotta, I gotta rake it and, and, and push broom it and get all the leaves off. Actually, I gotta do that sometime soon. It's pretty messy right now. But, um, that's part of, that's part of it. You know, we can honor God in all that we do in, in doing these things. Um, another thing is just the way that we handle our families um, and, and, and take care of those. That's the verse is talking about that. And then our influence. We all have influence in people's lives and how we handle that. Um, God wants us to handle that in a way that, that points people to God and doesn't detract from him. Um, and so this verse is talking about doing that too. So this verse really, it gives meaning to a lot of different things in life. Things that just are mundane, everyday things. They're not flashy. They're pretty boring things. You know, push brooming. The, the uh, AstroTurf in my backyard, I'm not going to get an award for that. Um, yeah, I'm not. Um, but it needs to be done. And so God is really giving us meaning to, to these things. Um, he's also given us direction through the Great Commandment. Um, and we're going to take a look at the, the verse with that in, in a minute. But the, the great commandment really gives us the boundaries that we need to operate in. Um, I, I grew up playing baseball, and um, I, I played baseball a lot. And some of the boundaries in baseball are the foul lines. So you have the foul lines that go out, and you have to hit it within the foul lines for it to count. And I was playing baseball with my, my three-year-old son, this, this week, I, I drew home plate, and I drew first base, second base, third base, and he'd hit the ball, and then we'd all run around the bases a couple times because he liked to run, and um, we, we would do that. And at one point, he decided, I want to hit the ball that way. And I said, well, you can't do that. You can't hit the ball that way because that way's fair. And, and he said, well, he's three, so he said, why can't I hit it that way? I said, well, it doesn't count. And he said, oh, okay. And so he hit it that way. So baseball, just like baseball gives us these boundaries that we have to hit the ball in and, and play within, um, God's given us boundaries to, to, to play within too. And that's what this, this verse is talking about. Matthew 22, 37 through 39 says, um, Jesus had just been asked, um, what, what's the greatest commandment? And, and this is his response. Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And then Leviticus 19.18 says, Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against um, one of your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. And so the boundaries that, that God's given us to operate within are love. Um, we, we have to love God and we have to love people. There's a lot of definitions of what love is today, but the Bible's definition is doing what is best for others. That's what real love is, doing what's best for others. It's really tempting for us to, to get going on our tasks. So we've, we've got the great mandate. God tells us to take care of our, our tasks and our things. 
really easy to get going on that, set our to-do list, and just charge ahead. That's a, that's a temptation for me is just to get going and forget about everything else. Um, but God is saying here, you have to do those things in love. You have to love the people around you while you're doing them. You have to make sure that you're doing them in a way that, that loves God um, as well. A, a task for me that I have this week, um, unexpectedly yesterday, I, I went to the garage and my car wouldn't start. And I thought, uh-oh, this isn't good. Um, I kind of need to do some things today, like get ready for the message. That was, I was going to do that, actually. <laughs> um, but so I, I went and it wouldn't start. And so I immediately went into task mode and, okay, I got to go get some jumper cables and, and jump the car and figure out what's going on with it. Um, so I hopped in our car, went to the nearest store. They didn't have jumper cables. I thought of a way I could figure it out. And it didn't work, and so I was back at the house, um, and it didn't work. And I thought, you know what? A way that I could really love my son, Blake, is to take him with me and to go and, and take him with me on this errand. It's going to take longer. It's, it's, it's going to be um, more frustrating because I'm going to be bringing him along. But it, he, he'll enjoy it. He'll have fun. Um, and so I'm going to take him, take him with me to go get the jumper cables at the store and He's asking me what stuff is, and I don't know anything about cars unless it's like the you know windshield wipers. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, there's the windshield wipers. I don't know what that part is, but um, so we but we had a good time and it was fun and he really he really um, in, enjoyed it. It was a way I could love him while getting the task done, and we eventually did get the car started and went went on our day. But God gives us these boundaries, the boundaries of love. So that we keep our relationships with himself and with people going strong. And we're able to develop these relationships that just keep going on. Um, so we, we don't burn people while we're trying to, to do tasks and get them done. But we love people along the way as we're going through, through life. And then God has also, he's given us direction through the Great Commission. Matthew 28, 19 through 20 says, Therefore... Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So the larger goal that God is giving us here is to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with people and to teach them to obey um, his commands, what, what God says to do. Matthew 5.16 says, In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So our identity really needs to be wrapped around the fact that God made us, and we fulfill the great mandate and the great commandments to obey God and to please Him. And in the process of us doing that, we can point people towards Him. And fulfill the Great Commission. You don't do good works or, or do good things um, to show other people how great you are. But we do it to give glory to our Father who made us. And in the process of doing that, people see it. And it points them to, to, to Christ. Think about the, the influence um, of the, the people around you that you could have if you're fulfilling these directives. Think about, you know, if you're, if you're handling your tasks well, you're being faithful, people look at that and they respect that. 
But if you're doing it in love, they really in, they enjoy that. They'll celebrate that with you. And the way that, that we just go about handling, that Christ followers go about handling their daily business, is going to either attract people to Christ um, and to have a relationship with God, or it's going to detract people from that because they don't, they don't want to be a part of it. And the temptation for us with these, these directives, these directions from God, is to really um, just focus on one of them. Because um, that's easier. If I just focus on one of them, I, I, can, I know I can do that one thing. Um, but because <clears throat> if I just focus on like the tasks, then I, can, um, I, I think I can please God by doing the tasks well. Or if I just focus on um, loving people, I can just do that. But if I forget the task, that's not really doing what God says for me to do. And then if I share Christ with people, I'm, I'm fulfilling God's purpose. But if I, I don't do the tasks either, then that's not really um, fulfilling the, my purpose in life and doing what God wants us to do either. Because God wants us to do all of these things. He wants us to identify. <clears throat> he wants our identity to be firmly rooted in the fact that he made us and that he saved us from our sins. And he wants us to point people to himself as we work, as we do family life, as we relate to people, and so on. So God has, he has, he has much more in store for us um, than just us selfishly trying to fulfill our needs. He wants us to, to yield our lives to him and to fulfill our true purpose in life by following his direction in the Bible. I'd like to wrap up the message today um, by asking you just to think through a couple next steps. Um, please pull out that connection card that you, that you got earlier in the message um, that's in your program. In a moment, we're going to receive our offering. You can take this time to fill out any information <clears throat> or the, the next steps that I'm suggesting right now. And then when the offering ushers come around, you can drop it in the, in the basket when it comes around. So some of the suggesting next steps today are uh, memorize Genesis 1.27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Um, memorize this verse and just to remind yourself um, of the value that we have in, in, um, because God made us. <clears throat> And then you also might want to just pick one of the, the directives that we talked about um, that God has given to us through, through the Bible. <clears throat> Ask God to help you to focus on one of them this month. Maybe you, you feel like you do a good job with the tasks and you want to work on loving God and loving people um, so you can pick the, the great commandment. Or maybe you want to do a better job of sharing Christ with, with the people around you so you pick the great commission. Um, but pick one of them um, that you can really work on this month. So, would you pray with me as we continue to worship? Lord, we just thank you for the um, opportunity to be here today um, and to worship you. And I just pray that um, you would help, <clears throat> help us to know um, what it is that we need to work on to become a better follower of you um, and to choose um, to really uh, put our identity in you and what... Um, what your word says, and not trying to not try to fulfill that outside of of you. And I just pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.